Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with Stephen Quayle. We'll take calls with Stephen next hour. Stephen, I want to uh, get back to Admiral Byrd for a moment and then get into some of uh, your work at uh, Antarctica. But uh, he, went, he goes to the North Pole and he sees some incredible things. When does he go to the South Pole? Well, he goes to the South Pole in 1947, okay? And obviously, for people unaware of, you know, the diary, he said he was flying over vast fields of ice when all of a sudden he started seeing tropical forests. And the temperature in his cockpit, which warmed up dramatically, in other words, there was an area that changed radically from something that was the frozen wasteland to uh, an over, uh, what would you say, an over lush, almost like a, a, a prim- primal forest or a primal jungle environment. Even said he claimed he saw with his binoculars living woolly mammoths, okay? This was in 1947. So when he did have the encounter uh, with everything in, uh, how do I say this, that his diary was based around, it was in the year 1947, which was actually after, you know, the Operation High Jump. So I think, uh, George, what was interesting, too, is that everything that he encountered was classified, it was classified as everything is, and, and I want to make this statement. There are some things that need to be classified, but I'm believing that we're going to see basically the roof blown off of the classification of all the ancient history and all the mysteries. Now, getting back to who Admiral Byrd met, he said point blank he met Lord Lucifer, the king of the world, okay? The Bible calls, uh, you know, that when Jesus and Satan got into it over who was the ruler of the world— well, because of a mankind's fall, if you will, rebellion against God, the devil gained control. And look, the devil, Satan, Lucifer, Lucifer means light bringer. And I think that one of the things that's interesting and it's really important is that there are so many records that are hidden that are now being brought forth. For instance, the very term Lucifer, we're now dealing with some of the genetically altered, uh, uh, oh, let's see, proteins and catalysts, and one of them is called luciferase. We're dealing with the binocular telescope of Mount Graham that's run by the Catholic Church. It's called the Lucifer Telescope. We're dealing with the uh, amazing, if you will, signatures of something that's otherworldly. And now why is this important? Because we're talking, we're hearing all this news about a new world order, global government, global uh, monetary uh, system, global religion. The Pope is pushing it. And what's interesting is that a man named Spangler stated a U.N. religious uh, expert years ago that the New World Order would only be entered into by those who took an allegiance or pledged their allegiance to Lucifer. And it was called the Luciferic Initiation. Now, did Byrd, though, endorse this Lucifer down there? He didn't endorse it. He basically carried the message that Lucifer had given to him, to the U.S. government. He was told to shut up, never speak of it again, and you just don't hear from one of the most famous both bipolar, meaning he is circumnavigated, <laughs> but he, you know what I'm saying, that yeah. unintended, but uh, the bottom line is they pretty much locked him up and locked him away. When the first Secretary of Defense, James Forrestal, was appointed uh, under the Truman administration, that's when uh, Forrestal started talking to people. He wanted to bring forth all this information, and that's when he got thrown out. He was murdered. He got thrown out the third floor window of Bethesda. But before, listen, how does this sound, like a, a, an episode of the X-Files? 
They did everything they could do to keep the guy drugged up. I'm talking about the first Secretary of Defense, James Forrestal, with massive amounts of drugs, uh, claiming he was hallucinating and everything. And, you know, I, I really believe so much of our, quote, history is the basis for a lot of the writings of Hollywood that is a, if you will, almost a, a, fourth, a foreshadowing of things that are, are going to be coming on the horizon. For instance, in 1953, this is really critical. This has everything to do with what Bird saw and everything to do with uh, what is the whole, if you will, the alien uh, presence and the alien cover-up that's going to be revealed. Warner Von Braun, everybody knows him, was the first head of NASA. He was also a very brilliant, probably the most brilliant rocket scientist in the history of the world up until that time. That's right, and was uh, part of the Nazi regime. And he was a member of the SS. He came to the United States along with Herman Oberth and others under Operation Paperclip. But what most people don't understand is in 1953, actually he wrote it earlier, but it got published in English in 1953, he, he basically wrote the book, The Mars Project. And, and the, here's where it gets interesting. And here's how it, I'm going to tie it all together, believe it or not. The Mars Project was about the colonization of Mars. And it was about the way Mars would be administered by the body of scientists who would be some of the br most brilliant men on Earth. It would not have any relationship to how any government on Earth was run. It would be basically a scientific utopia. And what was interesting, the name that he chose for that body of the Martian rule, if you will, was called the Elon, the E-L-O-N. You see, Elon Musk, obviously, I don't know how his parents chose that name, but it's very fascinating that the uh, ruling body of Mars would be called the Elon, or Elon. So the thing that is tying this all together is simply this. You know, one of the things that's really, uh, you get a lot of heat. We had a conference, one of our True Legends conference a couple of years ago on UFOs and, and the alien question, answering the alien question. And I was told by people who were there who were favorable in the intelligence community that there was a whole lot of talk going on when I was talking about the Mars bases, manned Mars bases, manned uh, moon bases, and all of the advanced technology. And people said, well, that's just crazy stuff. I personally, George, know five people, six uh, even. I don't know Mr. Aldrin, but he's even uh, made statements to that. See, the problem is is that there's two space programs, a secret space program, and then you have the, you know, obviously the Saturn program, etc. But Dr. Werner von Braun was a friend of uh, my friend, and basically they talked about stuff faster than light speed, and supposedly, and, and then even Dave, Dave Hodges has a friend who's a friend of his ex-secretary, and, and she verified that Dr. Werner von Braun had been taken to other places, even even Altair 4. Now, just to put that into perspective, you guys, this is the most respective, uh, respected and the most amazing scientist. But Dr. Von Braun and Hermann Oberth made a statement. It wasn't that they were smarter than the uh, scientists in the West, but that they had help from the spirit world. And most people don't understand that the German advance, whether it was the Hannibal, the flying saucers, even, even the, um, the first Stargate that uh, Germany found to power it up, I had a four-star general tell me, Steve, go watch Hellboy, the opening scene, and, he's, and by the way, in special operations, not retired, and he said, 
That's exactly what the Nazis were playing with. Now, the whole theme of Hellboy, that's not what I'm talking about. But what I'm trying to get people to understand is this, that the pyramids, that all of these earth changes that are taking place, we're seeing triple quakes happening, you know, stacking quakes, meaning there, they, the uh, USGS and others... Well, there have been on. like 50,000 quakes down there, haven't there, lately? Yeah, 50,000 quakes in three months. So what's happening to Antarctica, and, you know, because I, I film uh, Yellowstone, we did our Cascadia film, and, you know, I, I, I have a lot of experience in Yellowstone Park. There is a magma pool under Antarctica, George, that is 10 times the size of the one that's under Yellowstone. Okay? Well, and Yellowstone erupts every, what, 600,000 years? Yeah, 652 or something, but give or take, you know, 6,000 years. But, again, the thing that is... As active, and by the way, the not only is the temperature rising, you know, in the Antarctic, but the power surges that are coming. You can go on the Mimic program, which shows you the amount of uh, uh, precipitation in the atmosphere. But there are like astonishing amounts of power. You know, some guy said it's uh, a scientist friend of mine said, Steve, it's more than 150 times all the power that the whole uh, civilized world can generate. And he calls it FA power, fallen angel power. And again, this is something that people have got to understand, and it's critical. Not everybody wants to believe in God. Not everybody wants to, you know, uh, believe that there is a spiritual conflict going on. But I do, and I believe that we're seeing it right now playing out, because one world government, one world religion, and one world economic system is in the uh, making. And it would be interesting, I think I sent you the list of the treaties that have been given to me by those in the world who understand these. In other words, you know, pretty much deep, deep, deep state people, uh, and I'm talking the secret government, that, for instance, the Egyptian records indicate that there was an actual treaty between the Egyptians of 3000 B.C. and the sky gods. And, they, and uh, the, the Indian, uh, the continent of India, they had one 400 B.C., so all of these agreements, and then you get into our contemporary times, and, you know, what I would call post-Roswell. Before Roswell, the Nazis had an agreement, and these agreements were signed between the heads of the government and the aliens, the famous Eisenhower meetings, etc. But what most people are not understanding is this, that the realm of, of I would say, revelation and the release of this information it's going to cause men's hearts to fail. Jesus said men's hearts are going to fail them for looking after those things coming upon the earth. And so when you're talking about what some people say, oh, that's just superstition, when, when the things of men's nightmares start to materialize on earth, it's a whole different world than just, oh, that's just science fiction. The tie-in between the intelligence agencies and Hollywood is a given. It's a fact. I mean, even, even uh, Gene Roddenberry... And we all know who he was, obviously the, the author and writer of uh, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing, the thing is, is they're... they're they, they were all given inside information, weren't they? They were all given, and, and by the way, all of their stuff was, had to be checked, but that was the way the intelligence agencies could offset the real discoveries. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's just a, that's just a sci-fi movie. And it's interesting because, again, now we're seeing, we're seeing that the release of the information from the famous Navy fighter photos. We're seeing all of the strange stuff that's 
coming out, you know, the lights beneath the water. And for the record, and, and people can look this up, both the Nazis and the Japanese had submarines that were doubling as aircraft carriers. These things were huge, okay? And uh, the Japanese had it even more developed. And, and since the Nazis made a secret deal, and I maintain, you know, in my book it's called Empire Beneath the Ice, uh, which is sold uh, around the world, and people go, I didn't know this. That's the thing that I guess I'm trying to overcome. When you know what's going on in the history of a thing, you can obviously understand that there seems to be a cohesive attempt to subjugate humanity and to get rid of a whole lot of us humans. And as a human, I'm not really happy with a post-human future because we're seeing it in every area. And by the way, AI, you know, the very first alien implant movie was um, Invaders from Mars, an old black and white one. It was a remake by, I think, uh, Canon Films in the, in the 70s. But they had an alien implant from Mars going into uh, a person's back of their neck. So alien implant, artificial intelligence, I maintain this. I maintain that the basis of artificial intelligence is based on alien implants, the coordinated integration between an organic and inorganic substance. And we remember all the cattle mutilations. We remember all the strange stuff going on. And it's accelerated the amount of uh, manipulation of the human genome. And it's getting to the point, George, where somebody and something wants to totally annihilate the humanity and everything, in my opinion, that was uh, obviously created with such divine and amazing God-genius-level stuff. And it's the extinction of the human race and the insertion of what you know, Nietzsche called the Uberman, what's, what uh, Ubermensch, what uh, Hitler wanted, the supermen, breeding a race of creatures that basically doesn't have any of the restraints of humans. Basically, live forever, be strong forever, and be able to do everything you want to do forever. And that's what uh, Zoltan Eastman, one of the most famous transhumanists, said. He said, basically, all transhumanists don't want to die. They want to live forever. So whether you're dealing with Ray Kurzweil and singularity, and I'm not just trying to be a name dropper, what I'm saying, it all gets back to this. There is a massive amount of revelation coming, and the revelation that's going to come on ancient history, the, uh, the hidden, if you will, uh, legendary and mythological uh, places of renown, the golden age that's all spoken about, whether it's covered by the desert sands, the horrific winds will expose them, whether it's covered by ice. And, and here's something most people don't know. I, I think I sent you a copy, and I know I sent Lex a copy, of the article that with the volcanoes that they found, 93, which brings the total under Antarctica, I think, to 132, that the ice, if the ice were to melt over Antarctica, the entire, you know, miles of ice thick, it would raise mm -hmm. the ocean up to 230 feet. Jeez. Now, you've always said it's not what's on top of the ice that you're interested in. It's what's underneath. Absolutely. It's the same story. It's never what you see. Remember, ancient civilizations always seem to build in an area or upon a previously uh, uh, area that was built up. A good example of that is the Giza Plateau in Egypt. The Giza Plateau, what's above ground we see, we see the Sphinx, we see the three great pyramids, and now they're just releasing some more finds of uh, the Saqqara, the Steppe Pyramid in Egypt. But unknown to most people is the real antiquity, what I would call the pre-flood, before the flood of Noah. That whole civilization is built beneath the uh, plains of Giza. 
and they're finding this stuff. And so, you know, the whole basis of our True Legends film series was there's truth in legends. And, and what's fascinating is the special operations forces, this was explained to me by these guys, they go out and they're looking for ancient weapons, ancient, uh, uh, if you will, uh, technological developments, communication devices, and the big P word, power. And I don't mean like, you know, political power. They're looking for power sources, and they're looking for uh, substances that they know exist in theory, but they have not yet localized or found them. So it basically it's a treasure hunt for ancient history, and that treasures, when they start being released, are going to paint a whole different picture than classic history. Cast, classic history is a joke, in my opinion. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.